I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, y'all. We're rerunning two episodes today. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. The day was May 16, 1929. The first Academy Awards ceremony also known today as the Oscars, was held in Hollywood at a dinner party for about 270 people. At the time, the film industry was going through some major changes. Though silent films were still popular and sound films had been around for decades, the 1927 film The Jazz Singer was the first feature-length movie with dialogue and singing. Talkies, or talking pictures, were on the verge of transforming Hollywood. In 1927, Louis B. Mayer, the head of MGM Studios, founded the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. The Academy was a nonprofit organization whose goal was to advance the film industry. A committee of the Academy was soon tasked with creating a presentation for Academy Awards. The ceremony was put on the back burner as the Academy dealt with higher priority issues, but plans for the awards were accepted in 1928. 
and in 1929, the Academy hosted its first ceremony honoring film achievements, billed as a fundraiser for the Academy. The private dinner and ceremony took place in the Blossom Ballroom at the Hollywood Roosevelt Hotel. Tickets to the dinner were $5. The dinner consisted of half-broiled chicken on toast, new string beans, and long branch potatoes, among other foods. Douglas Fairbanks, an actor and the first president of the Academy, hosted the 15-minute-long presentation ceremony after the dinner. The winners of the Academy Awards were announced to the press three months before the first Academy Awards ceremony. But on May 16, 1929, the day of the ceremony, Fairbanks and the Academy's vice president, William C. DeMille, gave out the trophies. The trophies, officially known as the Academy Award of Merit, were designed by art director Cedric Gibbons and sculpted by George Stanley. The statuette was a knight holding a sword and standing on a film reel. They were about 12 inches or 30 centimeters tall and were made of 24 karat gold-plated bronze. Films released between August 1st, 1927 and July 31st, 1928 were eligible for recognition. The jazz singer was ineligible to compete for Best Picture because the Academy had ruled that pitting silent films up against sound films was unfair. The first ever Academy Award presented was given to German actor Emil Jannings, who was not present at the actual ceremony, but won Best Actor for his role in the movies The Way of All Flesh and The Last Command. It is worth noting that Yannings went on to star in many Nazi propaganda films and was named an Artist of the State by Josef Goebbels, the Reich Minister of Propaganda in Nazi Germany. The first film ever to win Best Picture, or Outstanding Picture as it was called then, was Wings, a movie about two World War I pilots who were in love with the same woman. The film, directed by William Wellman, cost $2 million to produce and was the most expensive movie at the time. Janet Gaynor was the only woman to win an award. She scored the Best Actress Award for her work in the films Seventh Heaven, Street Angel, and Sunrise. Charlie Chaplin, who had been removed from the Best Actor, Writer, and Comedy Director categories, was given an honorary award. The 1929 Academy Awards ceremony was the only one that was not broadcast. The next year, the awards were broadcast live on the radio, and winners were not announced to the press until the night of the ceremony. In 1939, the Academy officially began using the nickname Oscar for its awards, though people had already been using the word Oscar in this context, and the origins of that name are unclear. The sealed envelope system for announcing awards was instituted in the early 1940s. And in 1953, the first televised Academy Awards ceremony aired. Since their launch, the Academy Awards have drawn criticism for their voting process, industry conflicts, bias, and questionable standards of quality, lack of diversity in membership, and lack of racial and ethnic representation in nominees and winners. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Here's another interesting note. That honorary award that was presented to Charlie Chaplin at the inaugural Academy Awards was stolen from the Paris offices of the Association Chaplin and is reportedly worth more than a million dollars. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at T-D-I-H-C Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you again tomorrow for more tidbits of history. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a podcast that brings you a new tidbit of history every day. The day was May 16th, 1966. 
China's Cultural Revolution began when the Chinese Communist Party Central Committee issued a document known as the May 16th Notification. The Cultural Revolution was a decade-long period of political and social upheaval launched by Mao Zedong. The origins of the Cultural Revolution are complex, but the 10 years that ensued were characterized by extreme violence, persecution, and an economic downturn. Mao Zedong, the chairman of the Communist Party of China, proclaimed the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949. Mao set about instituting measures to reform society. Landlords were killed and land was redistributed to peasants. The opposition was violently suppressed. And Mao started the Hundred Flowers Campaign, inviting criticism of the Communist Party of China's policies. But he soon backtracked on it. In 1958, Mao launched the Great Leap Forward, which was a five-year campaign of forced agricultural collectivization and rural industrialization. But implementation was poor and hasty, and ideological purity was emphasized over expertise. The disruption of China's agriculture and natural disasters led to famine and massive economic and environmental destruction. The Great Leap Forward was a failure and resulted in tens of millions of deaths by starvation, execution, torture, forced labor, and suicide. The government began to repeal the program by 1960, but its failure created tension between party leaders. The campaign was denounced and Mao was blamed. Mao's position in government weakened. As Mao attempted to regain his authority over the next few years, there was a brief period of recovery and economic stability. Agricultural and industrial production increased, but Mao and his supporters were plotting a comeback. The exact origins of the Cultural Revolution are not clear, but many historians point to the play Hai Ri Dismissed from Office, which was about a Ming Dynasty official who criticized the emperor. Mao was convinced that the play supported the defense minister, Peng Dehuai, whom Mao had purged because he criticized the Great Leap Forward. Mao's supporters also denounced the play as an attack on Mao's leadership. Mao and his supporters began advocating for a cultural revolution, claiming that they aimed to restore socialism and take down the ruling class. The cultural revolution also operated as an effort to eliminate people who had went up against Mao. On May 16, 1966, the Central Committee of the CPC issued a document condemning CPC member Pong Zin and his committee, known as the Five Man Group, for saying that the high replay was an academic issue and not a political one. Pong and other members of the group were purged from the CPC, and the Five Man Group was replaced with the Cultural Revolution Group. The May 16th notification stated that the enemies of the Communist Party had infiltrated the party, and it outlined the revolution's goal of pursuing class warfare. Though Mao didn't formally launch the Great Proletarian Cultural Revolution until August, this day is widely considered its beginning. Schools were closed. Intellectuals were sent to the countryside to do manual labor. A cult of personality formed around Mao. Students formed paramilitary groups called the Red Guards and targeted political enemies, like elites and others deemed to be anti-revolutionaries. They urged people to get rid of the four olds, or old customs, culture, habits, and ideas. They also destroyed historical sites and artifacts. They even carried out mass killings in cities. As the Red Guards became more extreme, the People's Liberation Army was sent in to restore order. 
Mao's death on September 9, 1976, marked the end of the Cultural Revolution. Death tolls vary greatly, from the hundreds of thousands to millions. The economy was damaged. The Cultural Revolution completely upended Chinese politics and society. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at TDIHC Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.